Wow, doctor, doctor, can you see I'm burning, burning? If you're burning and you're at the doctor's office, that is a bad sign, Libby. That is you a bad sign. You got some fever. That's right. How are you doing, Libby? I am doing good, Art. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Libby. I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, today's show is going to be very interesting. Yes. And the reason it's going to be interesting is because we are going to talk about an advocate and being an advocate for the person that you care about. That's right, for your loved ones. Yes, and an advocate, as you know, is someone that effectively communicates for you, conveys, negotiates, that really brings out the interests, the desires to protect you. And you need that, Libby. When That's you, right. When you go to the doctor, mm -hmm. our healthcare system, you know, I always hear people saying about how great our healthcare system is. But our healthcare system is only as great as we allow it to be because there is a lot of people that need a lot of help. And a lot of the times there are people that go to the hospital mm -hmm. and there's no one there to advocate for them. They just accept whatever they're told. Okay, do this. We're going to do that. And, and that's how it's going to be. And that can be really dangerous. So that's it's right. always good to have somebody to advocate for you. Advocate in the hospital, in appointments, doctor's appointments, just anything in, the, in general, like to prepare appointments. I mean, that's so important. Mm -hmm. And taking notes and asking questions, right? That's so important. Helping you at home and, you know, helping that loved one of yours. So, yes, you're absolutely right. But you mentioned the hospital. And that, you know, and that, that brings me to a story that we had. And um, we're going to share this one is back in uh, 09. Mm -hmm. You had had an outpatient surgery. That's right. You, That's right. the ne very next day, you, uh, you were planting outside. You mm -hmm. had just done a two mile run and all of a sudden you started getting fever. Oh my God. Yeah. And it got worse and it got worse. And about two hours after you started getting the fever, we went to the hospital saw um a doctor there mm -hmm. um your doctor was out of town mm -hmm. and um we're not gonna mention any names no yeah names. we won't mention the doctors um but um i wasn't too happy but but <laughs> we won't mention the doctor mm -hmm. um and you were going septic you were getting right. you were getting very sick you had to be admitted and it went from you having a fever feeling sick feeling weak mm -hmm. to a few hours later a doctor telling me that you had a 30 percent chance to survive overnight can't believe that and it that's the scariest thing a person can go through because right. you've got a doctor there you know a medical professional telling you you know we need to we definitely need to do surgery to save her life but she only has a 30 percent chance mm -hmm. and had we not had we not thought about what we were going to do had we not questioned that doctor and the other doctors and had the 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 head of surgery not come in at that time because your case was was so you know important and because you were really sick mm -hmm. um we may have I may have lost you and that would have been very sad that's you know? right and i don't want to emphasize on the we because i was not there i was not presently there my mind was not there yeah and so i think that's important for the the listeners to know that that 
as strong as I am, as an advocate as I am, there was nothing I could do um, to help myself. I was in the hands of a doctor and because of you, you were my advocate. You were my spokesperson. You were the, the loved one that if it wasn't for you, and I really want the listeners to pay attention to why it's so important. You yourself might be very strong, an advocate, a spokesperson for yourself, but in this situation, I was in bed, I couldn't speak, I had 30% chance of life. I was dying as they were, as you were telling me, as you told me. And I really want you to speak in the eyes because well, that's all there was. It was just you making the decisions because the doctors were giving you all this information. And as we were talking prior to us doing this recording, you reminded me and you made me even aware that it wasn't so much the doctors were giving you all this information, but you actually stood your ground. And go ahead and please go into the I word because that's all there was. Well, we had two doctors saying that we needed to have, that you needed to have surgery that night to remove the abscess that had formed or you you could you could die. And the... The doctor said, you know, they were already scheduling the, the surgery. They're saying, one of them said he could do it at 5.30 in the morning. The other one said he could do it at 6 in the morning. And that was the only option that they were giving me. And it wasn't until I said, I want to speak to the head of surgery. I want to speak to, you know, the, the head person here at the hospital. Because I don't know if this is something, I don't like those odds. 30% is not odds that I, I, I would take at any time. Mm-hmm. So um, we, the head of surgery came down, and luckily, you know, he had a plan. We, 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 he talked to me. We, we discussed it. We thought it out, and thanks to antibiotics, and thanks to them flushing your system out, and thanks to this doctor saying, you know what, we're not going to do surgery. We're going to do everything we can to save her and get her, get her healthy. Had it had it not been for him, you would have had surgery, and chances are you wouldn't have been here. So being an advocate, and that wasn't a first option. No, that was not even an option. No, it wasn't. It wasn't until it wasn't until he came into the picture because I requested that, mm-hmm. and that's that. A lot of times, you know, when you go to the doctor, when you're admitted to the hospital, you know, it's always good to have somebody there with you that knows the questions to ask somebody that knows to you know um what to what what the medications you're going to be taking are are going to to do to you what you know and and so many times we we forget that we 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 think oh we can handle any situation but sometimes we're not in the right state to handle those situations that's right and you were an advocate for me when I had cancer. You pushed mm-hmm. for doctor's appointments. You pushed for surgeries. You were you got me into uh, different places to, to see different doctors that could help me. And I had wonderful doctors in San Antonio. And I was fortunate enough to, to beat cancer by about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Had I not had the surgery I had, it would have been either brain or lung cancer. So, And uh, you only had a couple of... Uh, 
was it a month and a half, two months, according to the surgeon that did the surgery on you. Um, and that's another story um, because you went, it all just kind of ran itself. I, I had called my sister because they wanted you to see an ear, nose, and throat doctor. And I spoke to my sister and my sister knew of a endocrinologist. Mm -hmm. And so then my sister called someone she knew and they were able to get you in. And it was actually the following day. So we were driving from Dallas to San Antonio within a day. Um, you were able to come in and see the, the doctor because of all these calls, because of the fact that I was able to call my sister and it went from there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then as the surgeon said, if you wouldn't have gotten in within, um, uh, two months, then you would have had brain cancer. But the other thing, and that was after surgery when he told me that. Because it was near the lymph node. The it cancer, was near the, the lymph cancer, nodes. That's they, right. They removed the, the thyroid, part of the parathyroid, and it was already, cancer was already getting ready to spread into the lymph nodes, which would have went into the brain or the lung. And how we went to that particular surgeon was because when they told me that there's three options, I went ahead and said, I want all three options. I want you to... And that's about advocacy, right? I want your name in every single one of them. And whoever comes up first, of course, I want it. They're all top surgeons, but there was one that had really good, but that was the farthest one. So I went ahead and got the third, you know, but I gave, I wanted each one of them to have your name. Whoever was first to call me would be, you know, that's the one I would take. And fortunately, because I... I put your name on every one of them the following day. I think it was that evening that as we were driving back to Dallas, um, after the little, you know, we rosary, we left and the doctor who was on the first list, you know, at the very top, that's the one that called because somebody had canceled. So it's about advocacy. And I don't want to, I want to also go back to the story with you because I had 30% chance of to live. Uh, the option was surgery. That's what they came and told you, but you questioned it. Mm -hmm. How, as far as how would I survive if 30% on surgery? And they told you, well, that's all you're getting. That's all that you have. And then the second sir, uh, doctor also told you the same thing. And they were both gynecologists. And you said no to them. That's not good odds. Those, are not, those are not the odds... That, that you want to go into surgery with and those were unacceptable. So you told them. You weren't afraid to, to tell them that you disagreed with them. Mm -hmm. And what was the third thing that happened is that you demanded to see the, to head, see of surgery. the head of surgery. And so they brought him. Mm -hmm. And you stood your ground and you told them. And it was not a, an easy thing, nope. I'm sure. But you stood your ground and then that surgeon told you um, that's, you know, surgeries which we're, we're giving you, right? That option. But you then started going into critical thinking, mm. right? Yes. And so can you take us through that? Be the reason why is because these are some of the questions that people need to ask. But it's not only the questions, but it's the attitude. Can you kind of go over that real quick? Well, the, the head of surgery, the head of surgery there, you know, he told me, 
what have the doctors told you? And I told him, I was very clear with him, that do both doctors had said they could do surgery on my wife, but there was only a 30% chance. I said, that is not, those are not the odds that I want to her to go into surgery because I could lose her and I'm not going to lose at that time. You know, I didn't want to want to lose my wife. So he told me, well, this is, these are, these are some options that we can think about. And that's when he started talking about antibiotics and saying, flushing your system out. And he said, the worst that could happen was uh, that by flushing your system out, that we could, we, we could possibly stabilize you. He still thought we might have to do surgery, but he thought that if we could stabilize you and get you uh, more healthy, then you'd have a better chance of survival. Turns out his idea for the antibiotics, his idea to, um, to, to flush your system out was what saved you. And you mm -hmm. didn't have to have a surgery mm -hmm. after all. Mm -hmm. And you made a hundred percent recovery. But not everybody, not everybody is prepared for these things. That's so, right. Libby, you had a near-death experience. Yes. I had a near-death experience. Yes. We're still here, I guess, because God wants to work us until we can't work anymore. He has, <laughs> he has, a, he has a great sense of humor, and uh, he's going to use us up. By the time we go, there's not going to be anything left. I know. So, <laughs> let's, let's talk about how can we prepare how can what what should an advocate do? What should an advocate have ready? What what should you do, as a, a to be a good advocate for that other person? And if you don't have an advocate, what can you do? That's right. So, first of all, it's the attitude, right? The being assertive, being assertive, mm -hmm. and being comfortable with not knowing the answer, but just asking questions. And no question is stupid. No question is wrong. Keep asking the questions. That, if you can't remember anything else, remember that. Um, so what does an advocate do? Number one is talk with a physician and others involved in your treatment. Very, very important, as you did that day. And it's not just the people that are presenting to you at the beginning. You keep asking questions until you feel comfortable, until that person that you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Number two, provide your medical history. Or provide the medical history of your loved one. Yeah. Right. Talk yes. about that. You talked about how I was strong and how was I was active and you know you advocated as this is not a weak woman. This is someone that exercises and takes eats well and and so you know keep that in mind. Doesn't take any medication. And that medical history is very important because I had my father went to two doctors. Mm -hmm. And one prescribed one medication for him, and mm. another one prescribed another one. That's right. And it, it it he was starting to get very sick, and it wasn't until the two doctors communicated that they realized that he couldn't be on those two medicines at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you know things like that can happen if you know your medical history is not known. So being able to to share your medical history or have someone there that knows your medical history. Is very important very true so three would be help minimize the risk of medical errors and hospitalized acquired infections as you said like your dad at that time he advocated for himself um, but in this situation you know if I would have been allergic to penicillin or anything as far as all the antibiotics that they gave me 
you know, that was important for them to know, right? Right. Uh, fortunately, I'm not allergic to anything. So you were able to advocate that for me. And then make sure that your wishes are respected. Right. You know, as you told, you went through one doctor, one gynecologist, then another gynecologist, and you didn't accept that. You weren't comfortable with the what the options that they were giving you. So you went to the next thing, which is a surgeon. You kept asking, who's above this one? Until you felt you felt comfortable, something that was that was something that that you felt was reasonable, right? Because of the odds that they were giving you. And a lot of people are intimidated. Mm-hmm. You know, doctors, doctors, they do their research. They have their medical license. They they've gone to school. They've treated patients, but you have the right to ask questions about your health. You have the right to to make sure that you know exactly what is happening at all times and you have the right to ask for the information for whatever medication you're taking or whatever procedure that you're having to do. Mhm. That's right. And then the last thing is ask about follow-up care and recovery. Mm-hmm. Very important. And you ask it there, but you ask it as far as when you're gone from the hospital. Mm-hmm. You keep asking the questions, like you said, don't be afraid, you know. And if even if you are afraid, ask the questions. You know, it's okay for you to have doubt yourself. It's okay for you not to know the answers. You're not the doctor. That's why. And the doctors are not, you know, they're experts, but they're human too. Right. So as you did that day, you helped them you know, kind of solution focus. You help them to find that solution. And you made them maybe remember and kind of add another option. And that's why an advocate is so important. An advocate is not a Mm know-it-all. An advocate is just to ask the questions. When you're in doubt, ask questions. Be the person that speaks for that person that's in bed in that bed, hospital bed, who cannot speak for themselves, right. or that person who is in pain and cannot speak for themselves, when that person is not able to really function for whatever reason, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever that is, the advocate, that's the whole point of being an advocate. Yes. So. Yes. And, it's, and, and especially now, because we have... You know, we have so many people taking care of their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're living um, longer lives now. And because we're living longer lives, we're a lot of people are having to take care of their parents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, some people, they just have to do that. You know, their parents are at the age where, and we're in that situation where our parents are at the age where they need, uh, medical attention and they have to go to doctor visits and doctor appointments and it's very important for them you know to for for us to be advocates for them that's right you know because our healthcare system may be fantastic but it's only as good as we allow it to be because we have to make sure that we are watching everything that is happening to us because it's our lives and we have the right to ask those questions that's so right. we wanted to talk about being advocates today because there, you know, there are so many people that don't have that. That's right. That's right. And so we welcome questions. We, you know, you feel free to come to our website, Art and Libby, 
www.thepeopleshow.com um, and, uh, you know, reach out to us. So thank you so much for listening, for being part of this. And I hope you're fine and that you are that wonderful advocate for your loved ones. And uh, thank you so much. And take care and we'll see you. And we love you.